Welcome to Fiscal One-on-One. This Iowa Legislative Services Agency audio program consists of interviews conducted by the Fiscal Services Division staff. Each brief conversational interview features an expert answering questions concerning a fiscal topic of interest within an Iowa State agency. The following interview was conducted in September 2011. Jennifer Acton of the Fiscal Services Division interviewed Joan Arnett, Supervisor of the Iowa State Capitol Tour Guides, about the tour guide budget, the gift shop, and how to set up a tour. My name is Jennifer Acton. I'm a Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency. Today we are meeting with Joan Arnett, Tour Guide Supervisor at the Iowa State Capitol. Good morning, Joan. Good morning, Jennifer. As employees of the legislative branch, who are the tour guides assigned to for budgetary purposes? We actually fall under Legislative Services Agency. How many tour guides are currently employed with the state and what is your current budget? We have 17 people on our staff right now. That actually includes one person who's just part-time in the gift shop on Saturdays. And the budget is a portion of Legislative Services Agency's budget. Is the gift shop going to be located out in the main middle of the Capitol? Yes, it will be. Uh, the gift shop will be part of the tour guide's responsibility from now on. Have the tour guides always been under the legislative branch? We have not always been under the legislative branch. When I started working here in 1976, we were under the executive branch. And we were under the executive branch until about 1981. We moved under the legislature at that point, but we were actually joint employees, so we worked for both the House and the Senate. And it worked that way for probably about five years, and then we were put under Legislative Services Bureau at that point, which eventually became Legislative Services Agency. How many tours do you do a year? We have about 65,000 visitors in the Capitol building per year. Uh, That's an average. And of those 65,000 visitors, approximately 40,000 would actually take a tour of the Capitol. We do about 2,000 tours of the building and about 1,500 tours of the dome. Realizing, of course, that not every tour of the building goes to the dome. There are some students that are too young and some people that just prefer not to go up that far. We usually do about 10 tours per day, but that fluctuates a lot depending on the season. Right now, as we get into the fall, we will do fewer and fewer tours in November and December. We will maybe do two or three a day. When we get into the springtime, which is when we get all of our school groups, we would do probably average more like 20 or 25 a day. Is there a minimum number of people? A minimum number of people would be two. We're not allowed to do a tour for only one person. We have to have at least two. In one day, what's the most you've ever done? The most that I can remember doing uh, is 29. If I were coming to the Capitol to visit, how would I go about arranging for a tour? If you were coming to the Capitol to visit, you would actually be able to call for tours, tour times. You could call our phone number at the tour desk, which is 515-281-5591 and we would give you the tour times for that particular day if you were an individual that wanted to come and visit. If a group wants to schedule a tour, they can call or they can go to our website, which is www.legis.iowa.gov and look under Civic Education and you can find the link for scheduling a tour and you can do it all online. If I had a group coming in to do a tour, is there a certain amount of lead time that you'd need for, let's say, a group of 15? Is that 
a large enough group that I would need to schedule a couple weeks in advance? It is a large enough group that you do need to schedule in advance, yes. Uh, groups of 10 or more we need to schedule ahead of time. If you're coming in the fall, uh, probably two weeks is enough notice for us. If you're planning on coming in the spring, I would say you'll want to schedule 12 or 13 months out. Wow. We have days in the spring already that we cannot schedule another tour. They're full. When taking the tour, you mentioned that some people don't like to go to the Dome. If I'm coming to set up a tour of the Capitol, what's all included in a tour? A uh, tour will include the um, public areas on the first and second floor. It will include the old Supreme Court chamber if it's not busy with the committee going on. We also go into the governor's office, again, if we're able to do that. Sometimes the governor has a lot of people that he's meeting and we don't have that availability. We would also go into the House and Senate chamber. If they're not in session, if they are in session, we would go to the visitor gallery level. We would also visit the law library. And then at the end of that tour, we would go up to the balcony of the dome. For those that are old enough, they have to be fourth grade and above if, if it's an organized group. If families are visiting, the children have to be at least six to go up to the dome. How long does a typical tour take? Typically a tour takes 75 to 90 minutes, but there are times that we give specialized tours. If a group needs to finish before that, we can kind of shorten it up a bit. We have given tours that have lasted as long as three and four hours, depending on what they wanted to cover. So we really do try and make the tour fit whatever the individual or whatever the group is expecting from the tour. A lot of curriculum-based tours. Of course, a tour for a fifth grader would be much different than tours for seniors in high school. When coming to take a tour, is there anything that we should be prepared to bring, to know, to wear? When you come to take a tour of the Capitol, I would suggest one wearing comfortable shoes. Comfortable shoes is really mandatory. Another thing that I would suggest, especially if it's an organized group, a school group, is that the teachers go over just a little bit in the classroom of what we're going to cover on tour. Just some basics, uh, just so that the students know the three branches of government, just so that they understand that this is a public building. And the other thing that we encourage is that they go over a little bit of the rules that they should follow when they're in a public building, so that they understand that it's not a gymnasium, uh, that when they're in the building they need to walk, they need to keep their voices down, that people are here working. When school groups come, are they allowed to bring their lunches in? They are allowed to bring their lunches, yes. The cafeteria area is a public area of the Capitol, and they bring sack lunches in. It happens frequently, and they're welcome to use the cafeteria tables to eat. Of course, during the legislative session, that's a little more difficult because it's very crowded down there, and oftentimes children end up eating on the floor because, of course, the adults already have the tables. Sometimes they also eat outside. It's nice in the springtime, especially the fall, this time of year, and there are picnic tables out there, and all they ask is that you clean up any mess that you bring and put it in the, the trash receptacles there on the grounds. How long have you been giving tours at the Capitol? I've been giving tours at the Capitol for 36 years. And as a tour guide, what's the neatest thing you've seen in the Capitol? There are so many things. I would have to say one of the most interesting things that I have witnessed in the time that I have been here is the opening of the Civil War flag cases and the restoration of those Civil War flags. That was really an amazing event here in the Capitol. But there have been so many through the years that I have been here. 
there has been the centennial celebration when the Capitol turned 100 years old. We had a day-long celebration. Of course, when we celebrated our sesquicentennial, our state's 150th birthday, we had a lot of events going on that year, so that was kind of amazing also. When you're taking a group around on a tour, what's your favorite thing to show them? My favorite thing to show them changes all the time. I find myself becoming very interested in a specific part of the tour and when I've been doing research on that particular subject I find that I really like to share a lot on that particular subject. My problem is being able to narrow it down to get the tour into 90 minutes because there's just so much to know about the building and I want to share it all when groups come in. I love to talk about, again, the Civil War flags. That's one of my favorite parts of the building. But I love to talk about the artwork that we have. We have a beautifully decorated building. The Law Library is always a favorite of groups when they come in. So we spend a lot of time talking about that. The display case is out at your desk. The materials in there, is that on loan from the historical building, or is that something that you have access to? Uh, that is not on loan from the historical building, believe it or not. Those are items that I have collected through all the years of renovation. They've been working on the Capitol since 1983. That's when they started exterior renovations. They started major projects inside in 1997. And as the contractors would find things in the building, uh, they would bring them to me. And I've just kind of had them stored away in the attic until we had a place to display them. Uh, there are more things that I have. We just don't have enough room in those cases. So we'll be rotating those displays. And we also have the display cases that are around the rotunda, the three display cases. Those are not filled yet, but we're working on displays to put in those cases as well. What's the strangest thing you've seen as a tour guide at the State Capitol building? We had a group of Chinese dancers in this building many years ago, back in about 1980. And it was kind of amazing to see the building filled up with these individuals who had on, of course, the makeup, and they had on full garb, so they were brightly colored satins, just beautiful. And there were so many of them, they just almost filled the entire Capitol. It was a beautiful event. And I have to tell you honestly, I don't even remember why they were here. It's been so long ago. We had a gentleman who built a house of cards up on the second floor. Uh, he worked on that for probably about two weeks. If I remember correctly, it was about 12 or 15 feet tall by the time he finished. I'm not sure how many hundreds of decks of cards he used, but that was kind of a strange thing to watch. There was a litter of kittens in the law library. When they were working on the restoration, somehow a feral cat got into the sub-basement down below. And you know, there are so many ventilation shafts in the building that run both horizontally and vertically and they run from the sub-basement all the way up to the base of the dome. And evidently, somehow or another, those cats or those kitties figured out how to get into those ventilation shafts. And when the law librarian came in one morning, there were all of these kitties up on the balcony of the law library running around. So that was kind of a funny thing to see. There's a room under the well of the Senate. Most people don't know it's there. When the electricians were working in that room, they came down and said, Joan, you have to see this we had to crawl under the press box and we had to crawl down underneath the well of the Senate literally crawl like elbows on your stomach to get down in there but there's an entire room underneath the well of the Senate I don't know why it's completely finished no doors or windows 
the reason that they found it is because they were trying to run conduit through and it wouldn't go through. They couldn't figure out what was stopping it, so they had to eventually go down there and they found this room. Strange things like that happen in the Capitol. A lot of individuals that you might consider strange through the years, some funny things have happened. I remember giving a tour to a gentleman who walked backwards. When did tours of the Capitol first begin? I have never had time to do a complete study or, and really do the research to answer questions about tours through the years, but I can tell you that the commissioner's reports, when they talk about the day that they actually dedicated this building, which was January 17th in 1884, they talked about having tour guides on hand to show people around the building. So we've been here from the very beginning. What's the one thing that every Iowan who comes to the Capitol should see? Well, we think the one thing that every Iowan should see would be a tour guide. We think that if we are showing them through the building that they're really getting a good idea of what they have here. You know, we have such a treasure in this, in this building and we really like to share that with all the citizens of Iowa. But people are allowed to look through the building without a tour guide. That's perfectly okay. I would probably tell people that they don't want to miss the law library, again it's a beautiful room, and that they probably would also like to catch the governor's reception area and the old Supreme Court chamber. Those are beautiful areas as well. Thank you so much for your time, I really appreciate this. You're very welcome, very welcome. It was fun talking to you, sharing these memories.